Yeah, um, another episode of the Zeri Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Zeri Coaching. If you want to be coached or mentored, you can email zeri 3 at gmail.com. I wanted to talk about the court system today. As we all know, Derek Shaven, the man that executed George Floyd with more or less intention to kill, has been sentenced to 22.5 years in prison. It is good news because it does send a warning signal to other police officers that are behaving with malicious intent, that there is a, a consequence for killing black people, especially with um, in, in, in impunity. So it's, um, it is a, a good sign. You know, black people, black people in America especially have really pushed and stood firm They've been assertive about the sentencing, about him being charged and convicted in the, in the first place, because there was a struggle, you know, for him to even be convicted, for him to even be charged. You know, the whole world had to cause a global riot, you know, because of the injustice was so inhumane that it, it just couldn't be ignored. So, um, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a good sign, but the question is, would he actually serve the full sentence? Would he be released after 10, 11 years on good behaviour? Or would there be other stipulations involved that might reduce that jail sentence? That's the thing. Just because on paper he's been convicted and sentenced, what it, how many years he literally will serve remains to be seen. You know, it just, that, and I'm not accusing the courts of doing anything uh, with any sort of ulterior motives or um, you know any sort of scheming uh, mentality behind it but if you know these type of things needs to be pushed forward so that we can send a message because these a lot there's too many police officers that have felt you know bold enough to kill people black people with impunity so it's just important that and imperative that we get these issues um, resolved properly, you know. Um, I think the fact he pleaded not, not guilty, you know, he was already looking at, you know, a, a, a sentence if he was found guilty in the end. Because usually, if you've committed murder and you're on trial for murder, you know, it's usually almost like a do or die situation. You know, you can plead guilty, you will get a substantial amount of time if it's proven that you, unless it's proven that you have mental health issues and it's been documented in most cases, you know, they may, send you, they may transfer you to a psych ward instead. Um, but usually in, in that situation, some people just believe they can just commit murder and, you know, if it's based on their race or something like that, based on their race in most cases, they just believe that the judge will probably be on their side because of their race. You know, and it's, um, it, it shows you how corrupt the world can be. Apparently, apparently the judge was pushing for probation, for him to um, seek probation to avoid a jail sentence, to be honest. And it's just like, this person killed somebody cold-blooded on camera. And, this, and you're trying, apparently the judge is trying to get him to seek probation, even his mum Derek Chambers' mum was 
brought on trial and his ex I don't think there's been a time when the defendant's mother has been brought on trial to sort of give a, like a verbal character reference about her son to garner against sympathy from the public you know that is never usually happens so you can see that they were trying to almost it, was, it seemed as if they were trying to show support for Derek Shaven even though he was the one that was the the, the, the suspect the, the murderer you know and um, that's the thing so basically you know with the court system it's one of those things where it can be a tricky situation um, you know even in general it depends when you if you're if you commit a crime and you're if you plead guilty or not if you don't understand the system and how it works you're likely to get to get screwed over because the court system is a business sending people to prison is a business you know I'm not like it's in I hate to say it like that but not is it you know there's money prisons get paid um, for each time somebody is incarcerated you know and I think the court system of, probably gets a cut out of that as well uh, uh, you know so there's actually like an investment in sending someone to prison this is why it's imperative that you kind of stay within the law and if you do get if you do commit a crime it's important to have mitigation meaning that you've got some sort of reason or doc documented reason that can you know show the judge an understanding of why you committed the crime in the first place mitigation meaning that for example you could have mental health issues you could be schizophrenic anxiety have anxiety depression bipolar borderline you know um or your mum could be your mum might have passed away you could be grieving so at the time the crime was committed you was in the right state of mind you know it wasn't you was not you was not operating under usual under normal circumstances because your mum you're grieving you know um your mum had passed away so it's, it's one of those situations where it's it's not easy but the thing is as long as these things are documented because in society in society one of the key things to survive in this world not in all cases but probably in most cases is to have documentation that is so key it can be the difference between you being incarcerated or giving community service it can be the difference between you getting getting deported or not documentation is so key because in the courts everything you know you're, you're speak verbally speaking about something will not you will not achieve anything because the judge will say to you okay you committed this crime you're saying you've got anxiety but where's the proof we're not saying that we don't believe you the judge is saying other words we're not saying we don't believe you but all we're saying is where is the proof that you've got this anxiety is there any sort of documentation from the GP you know from your doctor or therapist or your counsellor stating that you've got anxiety or depression or your, or your borderline these type of things there because without the mitigation yeah involved all the judge understands is that you committed this crime and that's all they need that's all they know about you 
Because they, they don't know you personally. So, on the system, it just states that you committed this crime. And without, without the, um, the mitigation, it will, it will be viewed, it will be seen as... Um, it will be seen as, oh, basically, as if you committed the crime intentionally. It was premeditated. That's why you'll get that stiff sentence. Because you'll be seen as you committed that crime intentionally. Um, even though it could have been other contributing factors or other underlying issues or factors um, at, at play that, was, that, that I've been involved in in regards to you committing the crime. But if you don't have no documentation, you know, you cannot, you, how, how can you prove that it wasn't intentional? You'd be quite surprised how quick somebody can end up in prison over committing a certain, the smallest of crimes. You'd be quite surprised, just because even even something like, such as malicious communication, whereas basically it's just, um, I was for electronic, most cases an electronic form of communicating we have made a threat in some type of way sexual assault sexual assault or or you just swore at somebody that you can get reported for that and you could be arrested and you could be arrested under what they call as a a caution plus three crime it's a caution plus three type crime where we'll interview you under a caution plus three type interview where you know, you may not be arrested, but you may be asked to be, you may be, be a voluntary interview. But if you refuse to attend that interview when, they, when they, you've been assigned to, when they've agreed for you to attend this interview, then they may arrest you. They, they, and they probably will, will arrest you. Because that might initiate, that might show um, guilt and... Uh, suspicion yeah that might that might show guilt and suspicion if you refuse to attend the interview even during the interview they will, they, they will even say to you if you leave at any point before this interview has ended you have the right to arrest you this is you can, you, can, you, sh you have the power to leave because it's not a mandatory interview you don't you don't have to attend but if you don't if you but if you if you don't attend or if you leave prematurely without the interview ending, then they can arrest you. And without documentation, you can end up in prison. Depending on how severe, even with documentation, not to jinx it, some, you know, but it's less likely, even with documentation, you can, end up, you can still end up in prison, but it's less likely that you will end up in prison if you do have documentation. But just verbal threats, so you could be saying, yeah, but I didn't, you, you, you didn't touch anybody. You didn't touch the person. The judge um, is, seen, is perceiving the situation from an angle of just because you didn't touch them, the potential threat, there's the potential of you touching the person. That's why they will, that's why they will incarcerate you because it's, it's the potential chances of you of you of you um, touching the person, of, of verbally or physically harming the person. That's why they will incarcerate you. Because the judge, you know, like, why, why should we? If it's in the interest interest of the public, if it's in the interest of the public, why would they leave you on road, you know, where you can potentially harm somebody? So they'd rather just be proactive and just in, 
just give you a, a custodial sentence. You know, they'll just give you a custodial sentence. So, you know, it's um, you have to be mindful and just, just be aware of how the law operates. You know, at worst, they may give you a suspended sentence, just a warning. That's basically like a warning to an extent. Um, if you commit the same crime or a similar crime within that, suspended, within that time frame, the suspended sentence, then they probably will incarcerate you. Depending on your previous criminal convictions, depending on your previous criminal convictions, you know, um, and if you showed any signs of remorse, if you showed any signs of remorse, these factors will come into play. You know, the ones that are uneducated, the ones that are uneducated about the law, those are the ones that usually suffer the most, to be honest. Um, even Marcus Garvey said that intelligence runs the world. Apparently he said this, intelligence runs the world and ignorance carries the burden. If, if you're ignorant of the law, as they say, ignorance of the law is no excuse. There'll, there'll be a price to pay, you know, in most cases, you know, so it's important that you have things documented. If you're struggling with something, mental health issues, you need to speak to somebody, ideally somebody in the NHS. Get yourself documented. Don't feel as if you are, as if you'll be judged because you're opening, because opening up. Sometimes there are certain families and coaches that don't like to deal with mental health because it's just, it's still seen as something that is, is like there's shame. They still see it as shame, it's something to be shameful about. You know, at the end of the day, just because you have acknowledged a mental health issue doesn't mean that the issue isn't there. So it's one of those situations where you have to speak to somebody, if, you know, if it's Samaritans or calling 111 NHS, you know, speak to someone so these things can be documented. So if there's a crime that does, if, they, if you do commit a crime, even if it's unintentional, you've got something that can help you, help the judge become a bit more compassionate and understanding of you. You know, so it's one of those ones where it's key. Um, and just keep working on yourself on the long term. Keep working on yourself. You know, keep working to keep improving yourself. You know, make sure that you stay in employment if you can. You know, embark on courses, improve your skills, you know, because these things the judge likes to see. They, it shows that you're responsible if you do commit a crime. You know, make sure you're attending therapy or counseling sessions that have been arranged. If you've, if you've managed to book sessions for yourself or whoever it is, your support worker, you know, make sure that you're attending the therapy sessions because the judge would, like, would want to know how are they keeping up to date with appointments that the doctor's been arranged for them that shows if you're committed or serious or not so you know these things do play do come into come into play you know um yeah and just sort of um you know keep grafting and just just trying to avoid trouble any sort of altercations address it in an assertive way don't be aggressive but just address it in an assertive way because the system, you know, 
they don't really give too many chances if you don't understand the law. You know, when you're young, they may give you a blight because of your youth. You know, but once you turn 18 and over, that's when it starts to, to get serious. That's when it starts to get serious, you know. Um, so just stay around good, just surround yourself with, with a solid, with a positive, with a strong positive support team. With a strong positive support team, you know, that are not going to try and steer you away to divert you into a negative or bad path. You know, but um, I'm going to end the video episode here, sir. Um, subscribe to each channel as well. Peace.